Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Stress-based action or fear-based action is never going to be in line with what our highest goal is or what our highest selves actually wants. Welcome to the CornerCast. My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I help professional women become fulfilled, earn more money, and discover themselves so that they can succeed without sacrificing their mental or physical health. On this show, we'll talk about how to achieve work-life balance, become more organized and productive, so you can stop living your life on autopilot. Welcome, and thank you for being here. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Cast. And today we're talking about self-sabotage. This is probably the most common thing that is in alignment or happening with every single one of my clients, mostly because it's something that truthfully we've all done. We've all been in a position to where it's held us back and we've all experienced what, what this feels like, the frustration with ourselves. So we're going to talk about kind of, you know, what self-sabotage actually looks and feels like. We're going to talk about, you know, why we actually self-sabotage. And we're going to talk about just a lot of things surrounding self-sabotage and what you can do about this. Because as we all know, With self-sabotage, it is so frustrating because we keep ending up in the same place over and over again, or we feel very stuck in the same place because we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it. All of that being said, let's get into this today. And I want to start us off with, you know, my own story and how I have sabotage myself for my whole life. That's what I did for such a long period of time. It was just like, I can think of so many moments in which I just said I was going to do something and wouldn't, you know, there is kind of like the more simple moments of, you know, moving my body or eating in a way that made me feel better. But then there's also the deeper moments of, you know, saying that, I wasn't going to drink that day or that, you know, I wasn't going to do drugs that day or I wasn't going to go to that bar anymore or hang out with that person anymore. And all of these experiences have one thing in common. And that was me. And that was me making the choice to sabotage the thing that I said that I wanted. And what I've learned about self-sabotage is as simple as this sounds it really is only sabotaging ourselves. And so 
it pulls us further out of alignment with what our values are. It pulls us further away from the things that we want to achieve. And so I just think about how self-sabotage is those little decisions that we make, you know, to where it's like you're given an opportunity to stay in your comfortable discomfort and you choose to stay there by continuing to make these small choices. And those small choices are where sabotage is created because it is a choice. It is a moment in which you are presented with something to where it's equal to or the same as where you've been, or it's a choice to choose differently, which we know that our brains do not like change. So self-sabotage as defined or probably the most simple way to define it is when you undermine your, your own goals and your own values, right? So it's just you simply saying something and not following through with it. When we say we want to do something, and this is just on the goal setting side, this is why whether it's a, a new goal, a recurring goal, something like a habit that you're trying to create, you have to have purpose behind it. You have to have a legitimate peel back the layers reason that isn't surface level that keeps you tied to doing that hard thing because it is self-sabotage is easy. That's the thing. It, it comes naturally to us because self-sabotage is going against the goal or the value that we have because that's what we've done. But when you decide to make a change, it's going to feel you're going to resist that change. That's just what happens. So you acknowledge that there's something out there that you want, that you know is a better choice for you. You believe that it's good for you. But then what you do directly goes against what you just said. That is self-sabotage. And we've all done it right? Like I said, I've done this on so many levels. And every time I think about self-sabotage, I think about the amount of time and energy and money that we waste in this sabotage to where it's like, damn, if I would have just actually followed through 10 times ago, then how much different would things be right now? So it's putting yourself in that same position over and over again. And that's where the frustration builds from. So something important to know about self-sabotaging behaviors is that these can be conscious or unconscious. It's just depending on your awareness of what's actually going on, right? So if you're checked in and you're like, oh, I just went against the thing that I said I was going to do. Or sometimes it comes later on to where you're like, oh man, I did it again. So our conscious self-sabotage is when you know that you're going against the goal or the thing that you've set and you choose to do it anyways. This is the seeking of instant gratification. This is what we do as people because we want the end result we want the thing, the tangible thing we can hold. We want whatever that is. So that is 
The problem is that we're seeking instant gratification. And so we choose that since we have to do the hard thing in the moment and plant the seed of whatever it is for something to grow that we can't see yet. Instead, we choose to let me just do the thing that I want to do right now. That's going to feel the best right now. That can be pressing your snooze in the morning instead of getting up for your morning routine. That can be, you know, not going to the gym or not, not showing up for the exercise that you had committed to yourself. It can be in every area, but there is the conscious self-sabotage is when you actively choose. I know I said I was going to do that thing, but I'm going to do this instead. Unconscious self-sabotage is when you don't recognize it until after the fact. So this is where it's like you're in the moment and you're just going to choose the thing, instant gratification. You're just going to choose the thing right there because that's what you want to choose in that moment without taking it and backing it up to the bigger picture of what do I actually want? What's my goal? What's my bigger goal? What is my purpose? Why am I holding on to this? It's you zero in on the right now. And then you make that choice, not thinking about what you've said you want to do. And then later on, you recognize that is not actually what I wanted to do. And that went against what I had said I wanted. So this is interesting because it can show up in a lot of our habits unconsciously. So let's say that you're not getting fulfillment out of your a relationship or your career. So you kind of can start, start sabotaging that in ways that you may not even recognize you're doing. Showing up late for your job, not completing tasks on time, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's kind of like not really being present when you're around the person. So these kinds of things show up. We're not actively making the choice and saying, I'm going to show up late because I don't like my job. It's just because our energy is what it is. And that's how we truly feel that is portrayed in our actions. That's how it works. So the thing about self-sabotage is we're talking about something that is happening consistently Everybody's done it at some point, but we're talking about so many different levels to where this can affect you. So it's like, could be something that's not really playing a big role in your life to where it's just like, you know, I want to have plants, but then every time you get a plant, your plant dies because you're not watering it. It's not life shattering. You're going to waste money on plants, obviously, but there's bigger areas that it starts showing up chronically in your relationships, your work, and your life. So that's the thing is when we go back to what we're talking about, about what does the little choice in that moment actually lead to? And that's what really all of this is about. Because when you're self-sabotaging, it's about making a choice in that moment, whether that's consciously or unconsciously. And You have to be mindful with your choices and bring back your awareness because the more awareness that you have surrounding your choices, the better choices that you're going to be able to make. And if you are making mindless choices, the only thing that's going to be reflected in your choices is that 
you, however you're actually feeling is going to be portrayed. So like, if you hate your job, like that's going to be portrayed in some way, in some area that's going to eventually lead to you not being successful in that position. So some of the most common ways that we actually see self-sabotage is procrastination. This is recurring for a lot of people, rescheduling things, putting off something like, you know, working out, going to the grocery store, something that is for the, the higher good, the thing that you actually want, putting that off and putting whatever else is in front of you to where it's just like, I'm going to watch one more Netflix episode and then I'll go to bed, which turns into multiple Netflix episodes, which puts you in bed at a later time, which then rolls into you not being able to get up at the time you wanted in the morning. So you're hitting the snooze button, which then rolls into you being frustrated in your morning. Do you see how just making that one small choice rolls into so many other things? And that's why being more mindful with each choice that we're making And instead of being mindless and having more awareness about what we actually want and where we're actually going is so important. Another way that we see this is in with, with substance abuse, right? Drinking drugs, combination of these things, we get the instant gratification. We get that high or that drunk feeling that for a lot of people, people lean on that for, for stress relief. Right. And it's like, but why do we have to have a substance to lean on instead of just dealing with the stress? You have to deal with the root cause. So if you have the goal to stop drinking, to drink less, whatever that looks like, you're choosing instead, oh, well, today was just too stressful. Maybe tomorrow. Putting you in the position to put your goals behind once again another day with a hangover, another day of not being able to be productive because you're hungover, another day of not being able to be present in your relationships because you don't feel good, because you're tired. Chronic lateness is another thing that people do often without even recognizing it to where, you know, maybe because they're anxious about the social gathering, if they get there late, then they won't have to talk to anybody. So there's just these little ways that there's always a reason behind everything we do. There's always a reason why we're doing it. Stress eating is a big one. Any, any sort of stress based action or fear based action is never going to be in line with what our highest goal is or what our highest selves actually wants. So again, we're talking about just reaching for the thing that gives us comfort in that moment, whether that's alcohol, sex, drugs, what food, any of it. Instead of saying, I'm feeling very stressed, I'm feeling very uncomfortable, I'm feeling very anxious, and walking through and processing that, it's just let me reach for this thing one more time, which turns into two more times and three more times, and that's how the cycle continues. And the reason why so many people self-sabotage or why all of us have at some point is that truthfully it's worked for us at some point. Like at some point in our lives, you 
were able to get away and it benefited you somehow to self-sabotage. So maybe as a child, you learn to catastrophize and plan for the worst because it was the only way that you knew how to deal with an alcoholic or an abusive parent. Or as a teenager, you learn to procrastinate on your work because you were smart enough to do fine without really trying. Like, I cannot tell you how many times that I just, like, did my homework in the beginning of class or didn't study for a test because I got by. Because it was like, whatever, I'm doing good enough. Another way we see this is, like, in relationships, you start pointing out and, like, nitpicking at the other person as a distraction from looking at the things that you want to change about yourself. So pointing out behaviors or things about somebody else would make you feel good temporarily because you're like, oh, well, it's not me. So just the fact that we have seen it and we've practiced it and it, and it worked for us in some way, it almost is like that reward to where it's like any behavior that's been rewarded, we're likely to do again. So Let's talk about how we actually stop self-sabotaging. The first thing is you need to understand the need that your self-sabotage is trying to fill or is filling for you. So when we talk about reaching for the food, reaching for the drink, whatever you're reaching for, for that instant gratification, what are you actually putting a Band-Aid over? What are you trying to cover up? Because there's something there, and if you deal with that root issue, then you're less likely to want to reach for that thing that you're trying to fill the gap with. The second thing is to identify alternative behaviors that actually fill that need. So when we remove something, especially if we're talking about just habits, because a lot of these things can just develop into habits because we've done them for so long. So when we remove something, we need something else there. Right. So we need to put something that is a healthy behavior in place of the unhealthy behavior. So if you're drinking every night, you know, having a glass of wine that turns into a bottle or whatever, then we need to replace that with something like a walk, a meditation, journaling, a phone call with a friend to where you're filling that time and not just sitting there thinking about that you want to do the behavior that you've always done. The third thing is to anticipate and plan for obstacles. This is what I talk about with with goal setting, with habit setting, any of that. We always have to plan for flexibility because something's always going to happen. At some point, something's going to knock us down. Something's going to be different. Our schedule's going to get thrown off. And so if we plan for that and we know that it's coming... And we say, you know, if this obstacle arises or these are the possible obstacles that could arise with this plan, what will I do in this scenario? Then we do that. The fourth thing is to basically up-level the tolerance that you have for discomfort, which sounds silly because, you know, we can all tolerate a lot of discomfort. As people, we are so, we get so uncomfortable and frustrated before we actually ask for help. So we can tolerate much more than we give ourselves credit for. 
unless we think about the fact that we're putting ourselves in that position to be uncomfortable. Discomfort isn't always a bad thing. If the discomfort is causing growth, if the discomfort is the comfort in your discomfort and keeping you stuck, that's a different story. So having a higher tolerance for uncomfortable feelings means that instead of reaching for that instant gratification, you're going to pick the hard thing. Instead of hitting the snooze button, you're going to get up. And then the last thing is to really clarify your values. Get very crystal clear on what are the most important things to you. Because in those moments when you want that instant gratification, when you want to sabotage yourself, you have to reach to these values. You have to say, I can't do this because this is so important to me. For me, I can't drink regularly because it makes me feel like shit. And if I feel like shit, then I'm not going to be a good parent or a good wife or a good coach. I'm not going to think clearly. I'm not going to be able to show up in my business. It's not going to be good for my health. There are so many reasons. And so you have to find your reasons that you're tied to that you feel emotionally. Self-sabotage is something that we all have done or are currently doing in some area. But if you take anything away from this, take away that your focus needs to be choosing the hard thing instead of the instant gratification. Choosing the thing that aligns with the higher goal, the higher purpose, and your highest self is always going to be the right answer. I just want to take a quick second to share some really exciting news with you. I've been waiting to talk about this, and so (laughs) I'm really excited, but my new group coaching program, the Freedom Collective, is officially open. So I know that you start your week with good intentions to move your body and get time for yourself, but then a day or two in, you're glued to your work and just pushing yourself to the back burner. I know you're doing it all, and you can't really see how there could be another way, how you could take some of the roles and the responsibilities off your list without disappointing somebody around you. You're feeling really stuck on a hamster wheel. You're living on autopilot. You're basically just running in circles, but not getting to the place that you want to be. And you're buried in your day-to-day so much that you have no idea what steps to take to get out of the overwhelm. It's just that stuck feeling. Your to-do lists are continuing to grow, but never getting accomplished, which is leaving you feeling really unorganized and really unproductive. So I created the Freedom Collective for you. And this is for you if you want to follow through with the things you say you're going to do for yourself, like actually start the morning routine, be consistent with moving your body, and just do what you say you're going to do. If you want to get organized and you want to be productive with the time that you do have without feeling like you need to be 10 places at once in order to get everything done, this is the place for you. If you want to have time for yourself instead of living on autopilot without feeling guilty for actually taking care of yourself, this is where you need to be. If you want to be confident and actually ask for what you need without worrying about what others think, the Freedom Collective is for you. 
In the Freedom Collective, we're going to discuss where you are currently and where you want to be. We're going to actually lay out a plan of action that gets you to your goal. We go through a self-discovery process that allows you to stop questioning your decisions and show up confidently. Beyond that, we're going to dive into your habits, your routines, and your schedule, so that way we can make small shifts that ripple into a big impact. These are easily implementable changes that get you closer to your goals and taking care of yourself. Along the way, we're also going to identify any obstacles that could detour you from your goals. Anything that pops up, we get to handle. Anything that brings you away from the fulfillment and the alignment that you deserve, we're going to look at all of it. We're going to look at things like your fears and any shame that could potentially hold you back. And then we reflect back on your wins and discuss what's necessary to actually maintain the momentum that you've built instead of just fizzling out. If you want this opportunity and you know that you've been waiting for this sign and you've been waiting for the right time, the right time is right now. I only have 10 spots for this program and some have already been reserved. So if you want a spot, you can head into the show notes, click on Freedom Collective, and there you'll see more about the program and you can fill out your application. I can't wait for you to finally join me in my best group coaching program ever. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope that this helps you find your way out of self-sabotage. I hope to see you guys at my training. And I've got something else coming for you guys too. So stay in touch, take a screenshot and post this for me and let me know how your self-sabotage is going. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.